Welcome to Insights Now, a series of conversations designed to shine a light of clarity on the complex world of investing. We've entitled our second season Asset Class. After years of very good returns, broad indices of US stocks and bonds look expensive relative to history. This reality both limits future returns and increases the risk of a market correction. Investors who want to enhance future returns or reduce risk may need to adopt a more sophisticated approach, looking at different sectors and styles within US equities and bonds, and looking at other assets to diversify their portfolios. And that's what Asset Class is all about. In each episode, we look at an area of investing and speak to an expert in this area. In early 2021, with the rollout of vaccines, the global economy seems set to stage a strong recovery from the pandemic recession of 2020. However, as it does, equity valuations have risen to historically high levels, while long-term interest rates are beginning to move higher from very low levels. In addition, the pandemic has been met with massive fiscal stimulus, which will likely mean higher taxes when the economy is fully recovered. For investors, this poses a number of challenges. How to protect a portfolio from an eventual stock market correction? How to find income in a rising rate environment? And how to minimise your exposure to higher taxes down the line? My guest today runs portfolios designed to address these exact concerns, and so I'm very excited to be joined today by Rick Taramina, who serves as Head of Tax-Aware Strategies here at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. So Rick, welcome to Insights Now. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having us. So first question, given current tax rates and yields, do you think municipal bonds are an attractive sector within fixed income right now? Yeah, I think it depends on where you look on the curve. In the very short end, it's easy to get yields that are multiples of two-year treasuries, but are also tax-exempt. As we start to go out the curve, we realize that last year posed a tremendous opportunity to investors, and investors have flocked to the market. And that cash has made our valuations a little stretched at this point. Uh, but I think folks are looking for anticipating uh, higher taxes, and I think that will come through uh, and allow folks to take advantage of the asset class. Okay, let's talk about taxes. How do the limitations on state and local tax deductions in the 2017 Tax Act affect investing in the municipal space? Yeah, it's a great point. I think when we look at that Tax Act, there were a couple of things. And losing the SALT deduction impacted many states and many individuals. Um, And they started to come to the municipal market as one of the last bastions of tax-exempt income, how they could hide income and grow it at a tax-advantage basis. So we saw tremendous inflows. Uh, And those inflows today continue to happen. And I think people are looking for the SALT deduction maybe to be changed in some of the upcoming taxes, maybe increase the cap um, or widen the the band that uh, folks are restricted from uh, benefiting from that tax deduction. I see. Are there other aspects of the 2017 Tax Act that have impacted your market? Yeah, there's one in particular that actually had a tremendous impact, and that was taking away tax-exempt refunding. And what that did actually is it didn't allow municipalities uh, to refinance like you would refinance your home mortgage and take advantage of lower tax exempt rates. They actually shifted them to the taxable market. So what we started to see was a tremendous amount of taxable municipal issuance, almost 40 percent of our entire issuance for the year. Um, And that actually left us with very little tax exempt paper. And when we started to see a tremendous amount of money come into our space, that pushed valuations to where they are today. And moving forward, do you expect tax changes from the new Biden administration over the next four years? And how will that impact munis? Yeah, I think we do. I think, you know, your opening comments about what's ahead of us here, I think as the economy recovers, 
um, it's going to give the Biden administration opportunities to raise taxes. And I think that will happen both on the corporate side as well as the individual side. We could see ourselves returning back to the tax uh, levels before the 2017 Tax Act. Uh, and that actually should increase the demand for municipals. Um, at higher tax rates, municipals are extremely attractive. And I think that's what you're starting to see some investors start to front run that trade. Um, because at the end of the day, the deficits are huge here, and we're going to have to pay uh, for those. Okay, let's try and move on from taxes. We've obviously been through a very difficult recession for state and local governments, and the stress is by no means over yet. How is this impacting downgrades and defaults? Yeah, I tell you, the, the municipal market has performed tremendously well in here, um, and it's really not a default scenario. While there were certain areas like assisted living that did suffer some defaults, a little over 30 of those uh, for 2020, um, it's really a downgrade picture. But what insulated municipal credit here was that they had tremendous reserves coming into this market. That's something that we didn't see in the great financial crisis. So they used those reserves to plug the holes and the gaps. So when we look at municipal credit today, the gaps are around 200 billion, and that is causing some downgrades. But what we saw in the last great financial crisis in the behavior in the market after the financial crisis, we saw spreads tighten while downgrades were happening. And we anticipate that you're going to see the same thing happen uh, over the next several years. Okay, but given that there is credit risk out there, how are you managing it in your portfolios? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when we look at our platform, we have a huge credit team and you really have to do your homework. Uh, things change, populations move, uh, and there's stress out there. So we don't want to sugarcoat it. But what we try to do uh, is go through, do the fundamental bottoms up credit work. Um, and we want to add credit to the portfolios because in times like this, those spreads are at their wide. Um, and we like to take advantage of that by building income uh, within the portfolio. Okay, let's talk about another risk. If the economy does stage a full recovery from the pandemic, what does that mean for long-term interest rates and how would you manage duration risk? Yeah, it's a great, great question. You know, when I look at where rates were prior to uh, the pandemic, I think we're on a trajectory back to that point. And when you look at all the stimulus packages that we've had and we talked about the Biden plan, you know, you're going to see those all start to generate economic activity. Um, and with that economic activity, you're going to see rates start to migrate. So when we look at our portfolios, what we're trying to do is actually add credit to the portfolio so we have more income and actually reduce duration. Um, so, you know, we figure over the next cycle here, you could get uh, a 10-year treasury if you use it as a measure back to the 150 to 2% range. Um, and we want to be insulated from that rate rise. What advantages or disadvantages do you see in owning a municipal bond fund rather than just a handful of individual municipal bonds? Yeah, I think there's decided advantages. I think many folks have gone to look at the SMA with a handful of individual bonds. But we're in this odd environment where the rates or the current available rates on individual bonds are so much lower than those on mutual funds. So mutual funds offer more yield. They offer more diversification. And as you mentioned, with higher rates and, and more economic activity, um, you know, investors may want to asset allocate out of municipals in equities or other asset classes. And in a mutual fund offers so much more liquidity without taking the big bid ask hit that you take owning individual bonds. So I think we're in this period where mutual funds and ETFs offer uh, much more advantages than individually managed SMA. Okay, finally. Overall, what role do you think municipal bonds should play in the portfolio of an individual investor? 
You know, I think when we look at municipals, I think we all think that taxes are going up. So they should be the ballast, the core of that portfolio, if it is for a higher taxpayer. Um, and also, when we look at asset allocators, it provides a ballast against uh, the equity portfolio. And I know we had rates fall to such a low point that ballast was in question. But as rates rise and as the economy uh, recovers, you're going to see that natural uh, progression of having the municipals uh, combined with the equity portfolio really protect investors uh, in different environments. So um, I think as rates rise in here, you get more tax exempt income. As tax rates rise, it's more of an advantage. So I think they do provide uh, a tremendous benefit in an overall asset allocation for individual investors. Thank you for joining us, Rick. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Please tune in to our next episode, where I'll be joined by Jennifer Wu, Global Head of Sustainable Investing here at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass.